0: Nama, we wish to follow the Christian Christianity, but the Vedanta Swami, and stays <laughs> out of the day. Go to Vani to Tarney, maybe she is to be a part of Bhagavata Today we are continuing to read from Shrimad Bhagavatam Canto 6, Chapter 4, entitled The Hamsa Ghia Prayers, Text 33. Yo Anakrahartam Vajatam Padamu Lama Yo Anakrahartam Vajatam Padamu Lama karma namani rupani jajna karma namani rupani jajna namani rupani jajna karma Yo Anugrah Hartam Yo Bhagavan Anam Taha Anam Bhagavan Anam Taha Namani Rufani आत्मा बजता साध
1: मूलं
0: यो न आत्मा बजवातु न रूपानि The Supreme who has standed in Godhead Anupraharitam To show His causeless mercy Vajatam The devotees who always render devotional service Adanulam to, to His transcendental lotus feet All for material form, for material form, for material form for for Bhagavan, Supreme for Personality of Godhead, Godhead, Godhead. Anantaha, Unlimited, all pervading and eternal existence. work and activities Reche Manifest Sahar Mahayam Antmi Paramahar Extreme Rasidatu Meni Translation and Perfor by Slandre's A.C. Bakrividan Respond is better The Supreme Personality of Godhead who is inconceivably opulent, who is devoid of all material names, forms and pastimes, and who is all-pervading, is especially merciful to the devotees who worship his lotus feet. Thus he exhibits transcendental forms and names with his different pastimes. May that Supreme Personality of Godhead whose form is eternal and full of knowledge and bliss, be merciful to me. Thirdly, in regard to the significant word Anama rupaha Sri Sridhar Swami says Pratta Nama Rupo Tarito Api. The word Anama, which means having no name, indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead has no material name. Simply by chanting the name of Narayana, she calls it son. Ajamila attain salvage. This means that Narayana is not an ordinary mundane name. It is non-material. The word Anama therefore indicates that the names of the Supreme Lord do not belong to this material world. The vibration of the Hare Krishna mantra is not a material sound and similarly the form of the Lord and his appearance and activities are all non-material. To show His countless mercy to the devotees as well as to the non-devotees, Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead, appears in His material world with names, forms, and pastimes, all of which are transcendental. <coughs> Unintelligent men who cannot understand this think that these names, forms, and pastimes are material, and therefore they deny that He has a name or a form. Considered with scrutiny the confusion of non-devotees who say that God has no name and that of the devotees who know that his name is not material or practically the same. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has no material name form, birth, appearance or disappearance. But nevertheless, he takes his birth, Janma, as stated in Bhagavad Gita 4.6. Bhuta, swan, Although the Lord is unborn, Ajah, and his body never undergoes material changes, he nevertheless appears as an incarnation, maintaining himself always in the transcendental state, Shuddha Shuddha circle. Thus, he exhibits his transcendental forms, names, and activities. That is his special mercy towards his devotees. Others may continue merely arguing about whether the absolute truth has formed or not. But when a devotee, by the grace of the Lord, sees the Lord personally, he becomes spiritually ecstatic. Unintelligent persons say that the Lord does nothing. Actually, he has nothing to do, but nevertheless, he has to do everything. Because, without the sanction, no one can do anything. The unintelligent, however, cannot see how he is working and how the entire material nature is working under his direction. His different potencies work perfectly. Matasya karyam Karanam cha Natar samascha He has nothing to do personally, for since His potencies are perfect, everything is immediately done by His will. Persons to whom the Supreme Personality of Godhead is not revealed cannot see how He is working, and therefore they think that even if there is God, He has nothing to do, or has no particular name, actually the Lord's name already exists because of his transcendental activities. The Lord is sometimes called guna Karma nama because he is named according to his transcendental activities. For example, Krishna means all attractive. This is the Lord's name because his transcendental qualities make him very attractive. As a small boy, he lifted golden Tilly and in his childhood, he killed many demons. Such activities are very attractive and therefore he is sometimes called Giridhari, Madhusudana, Agani Sudana and so on. Because he acted as the son of Nanda Maharaja, he is called Nanda Tanudu. These names already exist, but since non-devotees cannot understand the names of the Lord, he is sometimes called anama or Nameless. This means that he has no material names. <coughs> All his activities are spiritual and therefore he has spiritual names. Generally, less intelligent men are under the impression that the God has no form. Therefore, he appears in his original form as Krishna, Pachidamanda Vikraha, to carry out his mission of participating in the battle of Kurukshetra and fast time to protect the devotees and vanquish the demons. This is his mercy. <coughs> <coughs> for those who think that he has no form and no work to do, Krishna comes to show that he indeed works. He works so gloriously that no one else can perform such uncommon acts. Although he appeared as a human being, he married 16,100 years wives, which is impossible for a human being to do. The Lord performs such activities to show people how great he is how affectionate he is, and how merciful he is. The Lord performs this activity to show people how great he is, how affectionate he is, and how merciful he is. Although his original name is Krishna, Krishna is to Bhagavan he acts in unlimited ways and therefore according to his work he has many many thousands of names. <coughs> I am not sure if you येना vandeyaṁ Guru śrī kāravar kamaḷaṁ śrīguruṁ pariṇavāṁśya śrī rūpaṁ cāgajataram saha gaṇanāruṇāṁ kāntikam tad jīvaṁ sarvadaitam sarvadūtam parigaṇasaṁkalam kṛṣṇa caitanyaṁ śrī rādhā kṛṣṇa sādhanaṁ saha gaṇaṁ śrī viṣānta viṣāṁśya ē kṛṣṇa karuṇāsindu dina bandūjala Gope, Shabo, Rana, Rade, the Vishavan, and the Venetian, and the नमो नमः and the Therefore, prayers are not just a panic button that you press when there is some danger, but it's just like a scaling wheel that you hold on and you should constantly steer your life through, direct your life through various challenges. So here we are fortunate to hear the summary of prayers which is already there in the Vedic scriptures and is being recited by Rajapati Dastra who will find the Lord. It began in describing the transcendental nature of the Lord, how he is above the three modes, he is transcendental to Maya and how he is the supreme controller. He is unlimited, he is omniscient how he cannot be seen by those in the conditioned state. Then we saw about how devotees can find the super-soul, just like brahmanas extract fire from firewood. And that vision of the Lord is possible only by transcendental loving service. Having described the qualities and how he can be attained, the petition is made. May that Lord be merciful unto me. May that Lord favor me. May that Lord help me. So that's how the prayers are progressing. Then the theme of how the Supreme Lord is beyond the material creation. Um, He cannot be ascertained by his material sound. Intelligent senses of the mind, you need spiritual senses to, to understand his spiritual nature of the form. And as the Gita Krishna describes, he is the resting place. So the same thing we see, um, Supreme Brahman Krishna is the ultimate resting place. He is the ultimate objective, ultimate doer, source of everything, cause of all causes. Um, uh, he is the resting place. He helps us to be stably situated. He is the goal, um, and he is the doer. He possesses unlimited transcendental qualities, and these qualities are being debated by the theists and the as which is what was covered by opening the book yesterday about how. Two sets of spiritual seekers, they debate. Absolute truth has form. Others say absolute truth doesn't have form. And Srila Prabhupada tries to resolve in the mode of Shriatana Mahaprabhu, who came to resolve the the constant conflict between the Dvaitana and Advaita. That's why we have the simultaneous oneness and Difference. Yes, there is oneness. Then the impersonal will be happy. Then there is difference. Also, then the dualist will also be happy. Um, then the conflict of how Lord has no form, He has no qualities, He has no activities. That's one side. And then He has form, He has activities, and He has qualities. So that theme is that one of the themes that's being brought up in today's verse along with the other themes of how the Holy Name is non-material, how the pastimes of the Lord are not ordinary, why He does those pastimes, then The beauty of this form, how we can see, what we can um, get by seeing the Lord, and then at least in a couple of occasions, the mercy of the Lord was discussed in the prayer itself in the word to word meaning, and having invoked, having glorified the Lord as All merciful, then the prayer ends with saying that, Such a Lord be merciful unto me. What I thought of doing is to start off by describing the uh, glories of the Holy Name, especially touching upon the fact that. The name is non material that's how the purport begins, having no name. Prabhupada takes up the thread of Anamana Dupaha, from that he picks up uh, in the purport, having no name. But then he goes on to say that this name, Narayana, which was the whole pastime was described elaborated upon to bring about this potency of the holy name, Arayana. How Ajamila got delivered by chanting the holy name. Because by chanting this name you got salvation, you got out of the material existence. The potency of the name is so powerful that it takes you out of the material world. Therefore, it should not be uh, considered that it is material. It should not be considered that it is a product of this material nature. Something that can take you out of the material world cannot be of this world. Therefore, um, it's not a mundane name, that's what Robert says. It's not material. So he concludes, the word Anama therefore indicates that the names of the Supreme Lord do not belong to this material world. So I got a few points from um, Solimus Mahathir, from Swami's book on chanting. Well, he elaborates on and um, brings about his point that Holy Name has got nothing to do with this material world. It is not a combination of material words and syllables. Holy Name is itself satchitananda, eternally blissful and conscious. And he quotes the famous verse, Nama, Chintamani, Krishna, Chaitanya, Rasa, Vigra, It's touchstone, Nama, Chintamani, touchstone, the name of Krishna is touchstone and it is not something dull, it is full of life, Chaitanya, living force, it has living force in it. In his usual style, Prabhupada brings about this high philosophy understandable to a common man. How does he say? He says that in this material world there is an object and then when you want that particular object, for example water, if you want water you need to actually go and drink the water to taste it. If you simply call out for water, 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 your thirst is not going to be quenched. But the name of Krishna is so potent that just by calling out the name, you can keep on chanting the name of the Lord continuously and you won't feel tired. This is the first example Prabhupada gives and then any other mundane name, like say Mr. John, Mr. John, Mr. John, you can keep on chanting but after some time you will feel tired and you will give it up. But the name of Krishna is not like that. You can keep on chanting for hours together and you won't get tired. This proves that the uh, pardon, name of the Lord is not material. It is part of the Lord's Swadhu Shakti. Shakti is made of uh, the Shakti, which is the pressure giving potency, and the Samvit Shakti, which is the knowledge potency. So these are governed by, the Ladini Shakti is governed by Srimati Radharani, and the Samvit Shakti is governed by none other than Lord Balaram. Therefore, we understand, understand that the Holy Name is touchstone, it is non material, it is full of um, life. One which is God-life gives life to, the, to those who don't have life. So that's why by standing you become spiritually enlightened, come back to life. Now within these names as described in this particular purport, there are um, primary names which are called Mukya-Nama and then there are secondary names which are called Ramana-Nama. So the principal names and then there is secondary names. So the principal names eternally exist describing the qualities of the Lord in this spiritual world according to the activities he does, according to the qualities that he possesses, according to the pastimes that he has in this spiritual world, so these names exist eternally. So the examples of such principal names are Krishna, Rama, some of them we see in this Today's Purpose is how Lord acts in relation to his devotees. Nanda Giridari, Madhusudana, So these are listed in the Purpose and some of them which are not listed in the Purpose are easy for us to remember are the three principal ladies in Vindavan. So what are the three principal labels? Who in represents Samanda with the Ram Radha? Sorry. Rada Madama Mohan. Very good. So Radha Madhan So Madam Mohan is one of the principal names of the Lord. Then Samanda then. Kitsha Gopin. Kitsha Gopina. Radha who engages us in the process and then the goal is Gopina, as Heidi was saying keeps your Gobina so these are some of the principal names along with young Shyam Sundaram. so Shamsundaram is also a mm-hmm. principal name and Madhav is also the principal name so you can remember Sundaram Radha Shamsundaram Mayapu Radha Madhav then in Vrindalan itself, Madan um, Mohan, um, then Radha and Gopina. So these are the principal names, Mukhya Nama and then there are secondary names. Secondary names, what could be some of the secondary names of the Lord other than the principal names? What could be some of the secondary names? Was today. It is in connection to his father, but it is still under the principle. So, secondary name, just to give a clue, it describes his um, his activities in relation to the material world. So, as Daksha himself described, as we saw, how the Lord is being, what is the relation of the Lord with the material world? Maintains very good, then because he maintains, he controls also, right? So then we call him controller, owner, Jagatpati, Krishni one who creates, and Ishwara, supreme controller, Ishwara, Parma, Krishna, we <coughs> So the word Ishwara, then. The three stages of realization, what are they? Absolute truth can be realized in three stages yes. Brahman, yes. Paramatma. These Brahman, Paramatma. So, um, as Krishna said in the Gita, just by a fraction of my potency I maintain this. That's the Paramatma. It's talking about. So, these are the secondary names. Now, what differentiates between these? Uh, as we saw, is that the principal names describe his super-excellent qualities, Krishna, as the sweet, all-attractive source of all the mellows, rasas, that they are his principal names and his dealing with loving reciprocation with the devotees, how he maintains, how he is born as a son, how he maintains the cows, Gives life to mother Kishoda, How he is the uh, controller of the Gopi Gopilan, or the head of um, Nāth is the uh, person who is adored and loved. And the, the controlling spiritual world is not to power, is through love. So The secondary names that we saw is in relation to the material world. So the difference is that if you chant the primary names, you get love of God, you get prema by progression through all the stages. Uh, before prema and bhava, then we you know the sequence. So that is what the principal names can be if you follow the process according to the connecting through proper. One of our spiritual master. that's what you get. Now, if Maharaj explains that we don't chant Paramatma, 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 we chant the other names of the Lord. But what if one is focused on getting some material benefits? They will be attracted to the secondary names. Why? Because if you see in this material world, if a person is coming and displaying his beauty. Opulence, sorry, just this beauty, just this charm. Um, so it's less likely that we get attracted. But if a person comes with big opulence, big power, big followers. a person, for example, walks in with the or, uh, drives in, in a big car, he's got bodyguards, he walks up, he steps out of the car, and then everybody turns towards the focus is on him. So the material world, the focus is to get. These facilities, these opulences and then when the Lord has them, we want to get that from the Lord and that's the inner mind, the the motive behind these prayers offered by Daksha at this point of faith is to become powerful again and to create problems and that's where the Lord will also come in his 800 form, full of opulence in Garuda. That's how you reveal. So coming back to this point, the secondary names give this kind of benefits material elevation, salvation. They give piety, but they do not give love of God. So that's the key difference between Mukhya and one of the key differences between Mukya and Gauranam. So Mukya Nam they exist in the spiritual world, they give love of God. If you stand on the material world, the secondary names uh, describe the law in connection to the material work. How is the controller maintained? And you get 5 material derivation and salvage. But you don't get log. Mm-hmm. Now this particular code has got the full package. Nama, Rupa, guna, and what's the next? Diva. So that's the sequence in which it is revealed. Um, Prabhupada put all of that in the circle. Having seen the uh, glories of the name and the classification of it, I will move on to see the form of the Lord when He appears as the in this circle. Ajo Sambhavam, So, in this record, this particular verse 4.6, so Prabhupada describes, and in this section of um, this particular chapter, Krishna describes why he appears, how he appears. So, why he appears, one of the reasons, is his causeless mercy, and that's the constant theme that comes up in this particular purport. And that's how Prabhupada says that the word Atma Maya describes, refers to the Lord's causeless mercy. Sambhavami Atma Maya. So, the appearance of the Lord, although he is unborn, he has no, he doesn't have faith, but he still does it so that. Uh, He can bestow his causeless mercy to his devotees. Then, the famous verse after this is the reason for Krishna's appearance. Why does Krishna appear? For two reasons. Famous theme. Yeah, Paritranaya. To protect the devotees and to annihilate the demons. So, he comes. Now, when he comes, the birth, appearance, and activity, again or not. Material. It comes under the internal potency of the Lord. So when He appears, He appears in His original form. So there is no change of body for the Lord, and that's how the Lord will instruct Arjuna in this particular chapter. So you have changed bodies, whereas I don't change. That's the reason why you have forgotten, whereas I don't forget, because I don't change my body. I appear in my actual eternal form always. Although it appeared to take birth, uh, grow, and Prabhupada said, You have never seen Krishna growing beyond youth. He is always youthful. Even when he was fighting, um, not fighting, he was present in the battlefield of Kurukshetra, guiding Arjuna. He had grandchildren, but he looked like a young boy. So, this is how we see that his Um, appearance, growth, or all to perform his pastimes to draw that particular emotion from his devotees. Because he is capable of reciprocating, Lord Krishna is capable of reciprocating with different devotees in different capacities. In the uh, prison house, when the Lord appears in his four-handed form, the parents cannot take a 400 form and uh, keep them on their lap, sing the lullaby, put them in, put them in a cradle or anything like that. He, so therefore he re- they requested, it. please appear to us in your 200 form uh, to reciprocate with him in that mood of um, parenthood like varsaline. Uh, so that's the kind of emotion which Krishna is drawing when he appears in his two-handed form as a, as a baby, because he's all attractive, uh, and then he's able to draw this particular kind of rasa or mellow from his parents, and therefore he gets a particular name, and that's how this kind of so he has qualities he exhibits it. And then he draws particular emotion from the devotees and as Prabhupada described in this purport, Nanda Kamucha, Lord Brahma described in his prayers like how Lord Krishna along with his coward boys is returning from having uh, done his duty, he doesn't have a duty to do but he takes up that. Service of uh, herding the cows, taking them to the forest, and then coming, coming back. He's on his way. So, that particular uh, scene is described by Lord Brahma in his phrase wearing a peacock feather, wearing a peacock feather ornament upon his head. So, this is starting to describe the Rupa. Form of the Lord. And this is what Brahma described. Him. And the scene is that um, Krishna along with the coward was a returning after having done their pastimes. Wearing a peacock feather ornament upon his head, blue Karnika flowers on his ears, a yellow garment as brilliant as gold, and a white and garment, Lord Krishna exhibited his transcendental form as the greatest of dancers. As he enters the forest of Vindava, beautifying it with the marks of his footprints, he filled the holes of his robe with the nectar of his lips, and the cowherd boys sang his glories. Now, what was decorated in Krishna's? sharp state here, very good. but we didn't describe that in this particular verse, what did we see just now? karniga Karnika. So that's the difference. So, Mother Ishvara will dress him up with all her, whatever he, she wanted him to wear, but when he goes to the forest, the, the boys, they take him aside and they start decorating Krishna with whatever is there in the forest, that's why we see, Kali flowers. I've seen this in um, several temples, and we see uh, the decoration of Radha Shankar or Radha And then when you see the same decoration of the Lord in, um, in Tirupati, or you see the difference, it's it's, it's very obvious to see them you see them side by side. Uh, the mood is that of Krishna is ours. And that's the mood of those in the in Vrindavan. Krishna is ours and we can decorate him according to the way we like. So he accepts that particular kind of uh, reciprocation, love. Whereas in Vaikuntha that is, I am Lord, I am surrendered to you. And he has got opulence, and he has got power. And we decorate him accordingly like a king. So, as soon as you enter the temple, you will see the difference. So, you can't just casually go into the Band there and put your hand around Lord Vishnu there. He doesn't gel. Whereas the gopas, they play with the Lord and uh, they decorate him and they feed him and they massage his feet. And the Lord also does that. And the Brahma Vimahan Leela, the Lord says that He, um, He takes the initiative. Let me go and check for the cows which, and the calves which might have gone astray. And that's how the whole past time And when He walks uh, out, Agrahman takes the copper and the we'll gopas. So He is also reciprocating with the devotees in a particular mood. And accordingly, He gets a particular name. So that's how I made the connection between the activities of the Lord and the name that he gets and how he also draws different mellows from the different devotees. And this particular aspect of drawing different emotions from the different uh, devotees, the same form of the Lord, draws different emotions from different People. Some could be devotees, some could be demons and this is graphically described when Krishna and Balaram enter the um, wrestling arena. Kamsa, although he has been constantly thinking of the Lord, it is an unfair way, he arranged a set of elephants, just one elephant, Kolaipira, just before entering, uh, so that Kolaipira itself will take care of Krishna and he will kill. So that can happen. And now, Krishna having killed the elephant, he is entering the, along with Balaram, Krishna is entering the uh, wrestling arena. In the wrestling arena, there are different people and different grades of devotees different set of devotees, and there are demons also. So, as we saw in the Gita, he is going to uh, draw the emotions, protect the devotees, and he is going to annihilate the demons, and he is going to prove that. So, that's how we see
1: whatever is described
0: in the Gita is elaborated, and uh, it is demonstrated, and we have a practical proof of what he says and what he does. So coming back to this scene, um, here, various group of people see Krishna in various ways. The um, wrestlers, the wrestlers were very Mushtika um, and chandu So the wrestlers see the form of the Lord as a thunderbolt. So, the rest of us are seeing Krishna as a thunderbolt. Then the um, men of Mathura, so, they are seeing Krishna, as I said, this is the best form of male that we have seen, best best male form, they are seen as the best of male. So, Allama, is Naravara. Nirna is the men. And then they see him as the best of the men. Now the women in the arena they see Krishna as Cupid Subscianti. Sri Nam Smarobti So the point that I made about how God is drawing different emotions from different people, and that's being graphically demonstrated here. If we go first, the government voice think, oh, he is our friend, he is our friend, he is our relative and he is, he is the one who we joke and that mood is being drawn from the power boys." Now, the focus changes to those rulers who are not very pious and they are having they are like a burden to the earth. That's what Krishna came to leave the burden. So they see impious ruler, they see Krishna as a chastiser. He is the person who we need to watch out. It looks like a boy, but actually is not. Then switching on to his parents, they're seeing him after a long time. Um, there the um, it draws those emotions where we missed seeing him growing up, and now we are seeing him after a long time. So, it drew that particular emotion from them, which is um, as a parent of Vasudev and Karuna. So, the word actually kind of um, puts you in a Demon devotee, demon devotee like that. So, the next is saw devotee, now it's going to Kamsa. Kamsa is seeing Krishna as death, personified. Kamsa is seeing Krishna as death, personified. And those who are unintelligent, who cannot appreciate the form of the Lord, they see Krishna as a Viratabhita or the be um, form. Those who meditate on the Paramatma they see him as the Paramatma, um, as the Absolute Truth and they are in a more uh, neutral exchange with the Lord. And finally the the um, Vrishnis, they see him as the worshipable deity, Krishnina Paradeva. This particular verse, 10, 43, graphically brings out how Krishna is able to draw different emotions just by for the form. He draws different emotions from the different set of devotees and the demons, and it's interesting to note that. It is this form, as we were seeing the contrast between Vaikanta, Vinda, Vishnu and Krishna, even Lord Mahavishnu wanted to see this form of Krishna, which means he is attracted to him also. That's why the whole pastime of seeing of the, uh, the Brahma sons, continuously they, they um, sons, they continuously pass away and then Brahman comes in,
1: um, you know the whole pastime. and that's when
0: uh, Krishna and Arjuna travel and they meet Mahavishnu and then Mahavishnu reveals his heart. <coughs> so he is a Krishna is able to even Mahavishnu, and that's why he is the akila Rasa Mukta, so he is the embodiment of all the rasa. Again, connecting to the um, exchange that he has with the devotees, he gets the name. Um, with Nantamara, he becomes the thangu. While describing the form, we have also touched upon some of the qualities. And the key quality um, which comes up in the scene is All Merciful. He is so merciful that even to demons who come to kill him, Krishna gives them different relations of salvation. So, um, we see that Nasana Dev kills kills um, Kerenikashu, then he takes birth again. Kerenikashu, they get killed by Karanadeva. They take birth as um, Ravana and Kumbhakar. They get killed by Lord Rama, Again, they take birth as um, is it Kamsa and uh, and Shishupala. So when they get killed by uh, sorry so when they get killed by Krishna, they don't come back again. This is the mercy of the Lord um, and the verse which describes the mercy of the Lord, and when this particular verse was sung, um, this changed the mind of Sukheva Goswami himself. Sadona Kamva So the Lord is so merciful that he gives so he gave the post of a um, mother to Putana. What's the nature of Putana? She came with the ill motive of killing Krishna. Having smeared her breast with poison, she comes and feeds with poison milk to Krishna. Krishna takes the essence, oh you have come to give milk. So therefore he uh, through his merciful nature he gives that Dhakri, position of Dhakri, mother in this particular world. Devi, the same Dhakri, which comes alone, Kamva, Zayarma, Sharma, Pradipa. To that, merciful Lord, I uh, take shelter. Again, the fourth point talks about uh, Kurukshetra battle. Even in the battlefield, as the Lord was glancing upon the opposing armies, he was bringing down the, the duration of their life. And as the opposing party was shooting arrows against Arjuna and when they were seeing the Lord and Arjuna in the chariot they were so attracted by the form of the Lord that as they were seeing the form of the Lord, the arrows were piercing their heart and they were leaving the body seeing the Lord. This is also his mercy. The arrows are piercing, they are going through pain, but they are seeing the beauty of the Lord and they are leaving the body. So, any person who sees the form of the Lord or remembers in the time of death, they don't come back. So, accordingly, Krishna gave um, liberation to different sets of demons also. And this is his merciful nature. His appearance, Prabhupada says, is also his mercy. Then his pastime that he does is also his uh, mercy. Now the pastime that he does, even after he disappears from the world, they continues to be such over and over again. And each pastime has got a particular significance. Prabhupada 4.3, lifting up, over the number. hill. It was done to subdue the pride of, Krishna subdue the pride of two in past So when the demons get killed, each demon represents a bad quality and that gets removed. So the past tense, even after he is gone, when we read those past tense, those demonic qualities get killed, which means if potency is acting even after he is, he disappeared from this world. Krishna goes a step further and says that I don't decide in Vaikunda. I decide in a place where my devotees are constantly discussing my pastimes. Naam, Trishtami, Vaikunda. Yogi Naam, Hudeshuba. I don't decide in Vaikunda nor do I decide in the heart of the yogis but I reside in a place where my pastimes are constantly getting discussed. Mm-hmm. Yatra, Gayanti, Tatra, Trishtami. Uh, the, wherever my the past time that is right, there I am so um, when the Lord does his past times and all of that he also elevates the consciousness of those who he is coming in touch because of this all attractive nature because of the wonderful activities that he does, the focus of those who are very selfish changes from being selfish to selfless. We see the um, so this is not like the application part of what we've learned, why he's coming from our own application part of it We see uh, these qualities attract us and they are moving from being selfish gradually to selfless. So that transformation happens as described in the Gita, the yoga and all of that. Sakamati. Nishkama um, to removing all the attachments. So that's why the fourth chapter I talked about this year. Transcendental Knowledge is there between the third, fourth, a third and the fifth. So after you gain transcendental knowledge you transition from Sakama to Nishkama. Which is Sakama is I am attracted to the work and I am attracted to the results also. Having heard the qualities, pastimes, and the nature of the Lord, the attachment to the results starts to go away. Then you transition from Sattvaana to Nishkama because you are becoming detached from the results. You are still attached to the work. Okay. You gain the proper description in the fourth chapter introduction in the first few pages. So by this selfless service, the person rendering selfless service, he attain, he becomes eligible to attain transcendental knowledge. And with transcendental knowledge, you progress. And for those who want to study, there are passions of the Lord. Those who want to meditate, there is the form of the Lord. So all of them can be connected. Now, the starting point of all of this is like I like to work and I will dedicate the results of my work to Krishna. I like to read I will read Krishna's first time. I like to meditate so I will meditate on the form of the Lord but Bhakti is the other way around what Krishna wants. Starting from Krishna working backward, that's the key point in Bhakti. What does he want? When does he want? How does he want? So that's how Bhakti is the other way around you are not starting from yourself starting from Krishna. To start from Krishna, you should know him. You should know his pastimes, qualities, his wonderful, merciful nature. That is how you connect okay, if I want to do pure devotion, then start from what Krishna wants. So that transition, all of this, hearing, all of his pastimes, has to lead to that point where you starts from what Krishna wants. Um, although I understand, all of this, I've got a long way to go. Got um, so many shortcomings myself. But I'm confident that by following this process, I'll be able to hold them. Um, I conclude with this particular beautiful verse from the um, beautiful prayer. By God Brahma describing all of this, his forms, his Leela, and then the transformation happening. This is God Brahma saying, My mind becomes bewildered just trying to think of what reward other than you can be found anywhere. So, Brahma is addressing the Lord. My mind becomes bewildered just trying to think of what reward other than you could be found anywhere. You are the embodiment of all benedictions. The Daksha is going to ask for benedictions. So, we to be to become all of so um, this is what we see after seeing the Lord heart transformation happen. Brahma says, coming back to that point, you are the embodiment of all benedictions which you bestow upon the residents of the Kaura community of Vrindavan. You have already arranged to give yourself to Putana and your family members in exchange for her disguising herself as a devotee. So Krishna gave himself to Putana. Now Brahma is wondering, is asking in a rhetorical way, you have given yourself to Putana, then what is left in you to give to other devotees in Vrindavan? What can you give to them because you have already yourself to this demoness, and all her uh, relatives, what, have you, what is left for you to give to these devotees of Vrindavana, whose homes, wealth, this is what the, the residents of the Vrindavana sacrifice, this is the nature of devotees of Vrindavana, whose homes, wealth, friends, their relations, their own bodies, and their children. And very lives and hearts are all dedicated only to you. What can you give to those residents of Vrindavan who are giving all of this to you? Because you have already given yourself to Putana and her family members. This is 10, 14, 35. They go to the Palatha, but Shali, Sakula, So I will come there and see if there are any questions on we there. Okay. ok, there are no questions, I will come to this. Kandrasana, Bhavadam, Ki, Jai, Sargausha,